All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. One thing reminds me that I need another thing, which reminds me that I need another thing. And then I feel overwhelmed and can't breathe. So I'm taking deep breaths right now. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it happens. <laughs> um... Yeah. It's Note to Self, the tech show about being human. I'm Manoush Samarodi, and those ridiculous deep breaths that you just heard, uh, those were from one of my mostest favoritest episodes of Note to Self ever. Um, maybe you missed it when we first put it out last summer, or if you're new to the show, you probably haven't heard this one. We're going to play it for you today. It is about online seduction, about the people who are trying to figure out how to make us all feel really good when we go shopping online so that, of course, we want to spend our money and all our time with them. It all started when I volunteered to be a subject in a user experience study for Etsy.com, and I headed to Etsy headquarters in Brooklyn. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, good. So we're inside the headquarters of Etsy. I was invited to Etsy's usability lab. Oh, that's a little owl there. Of course there's an owl. They want to see how happy or unhappy does their new homepage, the one that they're working on, how happy or unhappy does it make people? Hey. Hi. So nice, nice to, meet to meet you, Jill. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm psyched to do this with you. I just need you to be Manoush. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so they take me into this small room. All it has inside is a desk and a big Apple laptop and this researcher named Jill Fruchter. So my name's Jill, and we'll be talking together um, for the next half hour, right? So during this time, I'm simply interested in learning more about you and how you find and buy products online. Also, I just want to let you know that I do have some colleagues who will be observing today, and I may check in with them at some point to see if there's any questions. Okay. okay. Are they watching now? Um, yeah. But it's just you and me. Okay. So we'll just focus on us. There was this little video camera perched right above me, watching my every move. And actually, I have to admit, I completely forgot about them. Like, it was pretty unobtrusive. So let's talk about online shopping. Okay, so see if you can figure out what they were looking for, what Jill was looking for in my behavior. I have to admit, I was not sure. Like, was it my gestures? Was it, like, certain words that I used? So the first thing she did was she tried to figure out, like, what was my psychological shopping profile? I think that's what she was doing anyway. How would you describe the type of shopper you are? Hasty. Uh Uh-huh. Tell me more. For example, I decided that over the winter that I needed, but I needed sweaters. Mm -hmm. And so I went on guilt Mm -hmm. and it was late and I was tired and there was a sale and I ordered six sweaters, one of which I wear. Okay. That was a, like, no, don't do that. 
Okay. That was a mistake. And then she wanted to know, you know, what were my existing feelings towards the Etsy brand already? Okay. Etsy is like, you know, there was a point in my life where I like was a little bit more artistic and I took my time to make things and like, you know, artisanal Brooklyn, blah, blah. like that side of me. I feel like I That's get to Etsy. indulge it on Etsy and it feels good. And then after I had been sitting there for a while, she finally said, OK, let's crack open the laptop. Let's get shopping. Yeah. Here's your mouse. And let's imagine that this is your, well, I think you said you have a MacBook Air. Yep. Okay. So this is probably feeling familiar. Yep. I typed in ET. Up it comes. Okay. In the bar. So what's the most important information on this page for you and, and the least? The search box. Okay. So just keep in mind, I'm trying to convince Jill, maybe I'm trying to convince myself that I am such a super busy, important person that when I have to do something as silly as online shopping, I just get in and get out. I am done with it. All right. So let's say we've got stuff to do. Let's make that real. Can you think of anything coming up where you're you're buying a gift for someone or something in particular? Yeah, it's my 10-year anniversary with okay. my husband. So go ahead. Show me how you would get started. Well, it does say Father's Day gifts on the side, which might be a good way to start. Good. I just want to see what you would okay. what you would do. That's funny. There's a T-shirt that says, I'm so tired. That. Are we searching for Father's Day now or the 10th no, anniversary? I, I refuse to indulge Father's Day. Okay. So let's stick with the 10th anniversary. Yeah. That's a nice bag. Ha-ha. That's actually very funny. There's a T-shirt that says, you can't scare me. I have three daughters. Okay, I'm looking at docking stations for iPhones. He has this weird habit when he comes in the door. Like, he has this shelf where he puts his stuff. You know what this just reminded me of? That I really need hooks for the entranceway. I might go look for hooks. You can solve the hook problem. Then maybe we could change the shelf issue for my husband. Okay, so it sounds like we're getting a bit away from the 10th yeah, ever, so we're distracted, we're moving on, yeah. and is this typical? Yeah, yeah, it's typical. <laughs> so just for the sake of our time? God, maybe I think I'm more targeted than I actually am. Okay, that's why it's great to see what you do, <sighs> and Good to point. have you sort of think your thoughts out loud, which is something, you know, where you're helping me understand what you're thinking and feeling as you're as you're moving through this. So just up until this point... Are you confident you're no, how, how confident. confident are you that you're going to be able to find the thing you're looking for? Not confident because I'm realizing as I think about this, the reason why I get jumpy, uh-huh. it reminds me one thing reminds me that I need another thing which reminds me that I need another thing and then I feel overwhelmed and can't breathe. So I'm taking deep breaths right now. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it <laughs> happens. Um Yeah. Okay. I mean this seems like an overreaction to me. So then I might like be like, F it and just shut the whole thing down. Yeah. That might happen. Why am I freaking out like this? I can't breathe. What the hell is wrong with me? Like just buy the thing and be done with it or like enjoy the process of shopping. Why does it have to become such an intense emotional like situation? At this point, Jill says like she calls it off and she says, let's pull up a new page something that looks a little different. There's something that um, Etsy's working on that I'd like to show you. Okay. Get your thoughts about that. And I, again, I want you to check it out as you normally would. I mean, is it just that simple? They redesign a page and they like solve all my psychological problems. It's like magic. Or is it? 
So I'm actually going to give you a, a minute or two with it alone. Okay. Click on stuff for the gift. Still looking for the gift? Yes. Okay. That's okay. Target. Okay. Yes. So I'll step out for a couple of minutes, yep. and then when I come back, we'll talk about what you did. Okay. So she she brought up something called one of a kind gift ideas. So I'm looking at like an Etsy page, but it doesn't look like one that I've seen before. And it's like there are fewer pictures on the page, and I actually can feel my heart rate like lowering slightly. There's not as much choice. There's not as much distraction. I can maybe actually find something for my husband. Oh, this is cute. Personalized gifts. Gifts for him. Personalized gifts. See, gifts for him, and there's like some beer bottles and like a handmade wooden beer bottle container. That's a turn off, but the personalized gifts thing is super cute. Maybe I'll look at that. Oh, they're like necklaces with handmade drawings. It's like, that's sweet. But what's my husband gonna do? Walk around with like a handmade drawing on a necklace? No. Let's go back. Let's go to him. Gifts for him. I'm looking. There's like a beer thing. There's lots of beer things. Beer? No. I don't want. I don't. No. Uh-uh. Stackable family ring. Awkward card. Personalized fly fishing box. Please. The ultimate barbecue cleaning device. I did see some cool earrings up there though. For hostess and gourmet. Okay, he likes to cook. Maybe I'll see something here. No, that's just he's gonna be annoyed because that takes way more space in our kitchen. We have none left. Under fifty dollars. There's a section that says under $50. There's a section that says under $25, under $75. Luxury gifts. Luxury. I like luxury. Who do I think I am that I can afford luxury? Couples portraits on a stamp? Wow, that's something. You're back already? I'm back already. Oh, man. How'd that go? Overall impressions. Um, I thought it was going to be quick and easy because it was like, seemed kind of simpler. What made it seem that way? Uh, there were less like boxes and choices. It felt cleaner and simpler. Yeah. I think I like this better. It was less, it was less overwhelming. This is? Yeah. I think. So as is, who is this for? A woman, definitely for a woman, I think, who is a little, <laughs> maybe I'm giving myself too much credit here, but she's a little less edgy than I am. Okay. <laughs> God, this is really about like your self-image, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus, this, this is like a weird therapy session. Okay. Um, little less edgy. She's a little are. less edgy than me. She likes writing on everything, which I detest. And you're getting this from the whole page? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, on the other hand, look at that crazy scarf that when you open it up, it looks like you have wings. Okay. That's so, crazy. <laughs> Thanks so much. That was super helpful. Was it super helpful, Jill? Was it? I wasn't sure. Is there anything else you'd like to share with Etsy today? Any about what we've talked about already or something completely different? No, I think this is like it's this is this is beautiful in a way that some of the pages that when I went to do a search were not beautiful. Okay, so it was more beautiful, but did it solve the problem? Did it make me feel less overwhelmed? I mean, you just heard the tape. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I still was like in my own like little hamster wheel looking at shiny things. But what I felt that you did, which made me feel 
listen to, but also deeply uncomfortable oh, was, sorry. no, no, not like, <laughs> I just have never verbalized mm, all of these sensations mm-hmm. that are obviously going through my mind and body right. when I do something on, in this case, the Etsy page. Mm-hmm. I guess I want to know, like, on the scale of craziness where I landed, that's all. <laughs> no, see, I'm not joking, like, I really want to know. Coming up, what they saw in that little room. I get to hear what no other Etsy guinea pig ever gets to hear. What the designers thought of me and how I used their new homepage. And that's where you guys were watching me have my like mental breakdown. All right, uh, so I'm obviously prone to exaggeration. It was more like a mild anxiety attack, I would say. And I also want to know, like, are they thinking about the ethical side of any of this? And if they are or they're not, what, what should they be thinking about? What does it mean for us when we go shopping online and we get played with a little bit? They're like puppeteers. We're back. I'm Anoush Zamarodi, and this is Note to Self. We are talking about user experience UX. And you've been hearing me as a guinea pig. And so far, the entire situation has just made me feel incredibly tired of myself. And yes, I did find stuff to buy, which was, of course, the point of it all. That's according to our UX expert, Mark Hurst. He's the founder and CEO of Creative Good, a UX consulting firm. Can I just ask you sort of an an ethical question? I don't know if you can answer this or want to, but the example that's coming to my mind right now is Amazon in that It's super easy for me to use. Click one click to purchase. I find myself gravitating towards it to buy things all the time because it is so easy. And I feel badly about myself when I do. And why is that? Why do you feel bad for buying something on Amazon? Uh, Because I know their scorched earth tactics in terms of buying out other companies. Uh, I do think that I should be supporting the local businesses more than just clicking somewhere else for trash bags or whatever um, because I don't think Amazon has my community to heart. Well, I always think of it as there's an opportunity for everybody to create a good customer experience. And the local retailer who may not be able to compete on price can compete on personal service and a local store loyalty card. I mean, I have one of those myself for our local bookstore that I often go to, and I know I'm paying a dollar extra, but, you know, after 10 books, I'm going to get a free book, and I also get to chat up the clerk who's going to recommend another good book. They have been thoughtful about creating a good customer experience, and they're going to live. So make whatever call you think is ethical, but if you want to know whether your corner store is going to make it, go in and experience it as a customer and see if they've got anything, any aspect of that customer experience that it's superior to Amazon. If they do, then you'll know they have a good chance of success. And it is an incredibly strategically important question. What do our customers want? And what is the right thing for us to provide to them that's going to be in their long-term best interest? If it is specifically oriented at harming somebody, then I'm not going to be involved. We got called by the uh, high fructose corn syrup people a couple of years ago. And they said, would you help us improve the user experience of our website to help more people 
be informed by the propaganda, uh, the information, the wonderful information on HFCS. And I said, no, because I don't believe that doing that is going to help the consumers out there. And you go... Yeah, that's why I work for public radio. But people <laughs> with, you know, similar talents as mine, as yours, don't care about that. And so I think, you know... Sp- there's with radio or podcast, you just turn it off. But with a lot of this user experience stuff, you don't even know it's happening. That's what I find so interesting. That's right. It's out there. And it's a power that can be used for good or ill. I mean, listening to Mark, right, thinking about the power of a user experience designer, that they can use that power for good or evil, that it's a choice that they kind of have to make. I mean... I got to say, it did make me wonder, was the team back at Etsy, were they like, look at all the shopping that she just did? Or were they looking and thinking, no, we don't want her to feel like, well, like this? I just got totally distracted by the custom-made personalized paper dolls. (laughs) Oh, wait, there's anniversary gifts, specifically. So how's it like Pinterest? It's all visual. Like, I'm not reading anything. Snap judgments over and over again. Like it, don't like it, like it, don't like it, like it, like it, like it. Oh, wait, really like it. God, just hearing how worked up I got, oh my God, it makes me cringe. But lucky me, I got to confront the man behind the curtain. Alex Wright, I'm the director of research at Etsy. This is a part of the experience that the participant usually doesn't see. Alex takes me into the little room where all of the designers had been sitting, watching my behavior, and it was weird. There was, like, um, up on there, there was the little desk that I had just been sitting at moments before. The, the screen is divided into three panels. The big panel shows us the image of the desktop that you're looking at, the desktop screen that so you're looking at. So where my mouse was going, yeah, so, basically? Yes, and then in a corner of the screen... We have a camera where we can see the participant, so we see your face and we can hear you as you're going through it. So we can watch what you're doing and we can watch your reactions because we're often interested in sort of nonverbal cues. If people start to look well, if people start to frown or look frustrated or they're surprised and happy, like that's really interesting data for us to work with, right? So they're looking at body language, they're looking at emotion, they're looking at facial expressions, but you know, they're also looking at more concrete things. Like if a lot of people are having a hard time finding furniture, that's a problem. They're going to take that into account. Did you notice, I would say, so what would you do next? So show me. So you would be talking, talking. I was like, ooh, less talking, more doing. Less talking, more doing? Come on, Jill. Talking is what I do for a living. Anyway, let's get to the point. What did my behavior indicate? Tell me more about me. So you gave me a lot of information about how the way I translate it is like, you want to be able to filter that page. You expect that it's going to have more immediately, like, personalized, relevant things for you. That helps me talk to the product team to explain those broader themes, and then there's any number of ways they could do that. And then we would go back and test that new design that was based on those sort of deeper insights. Does that make sense? But, I mean, obviously, like, it's all very well what I think, but only if I was saying that. And all the other people that you were putting in that room are like, yeah, I just wish it was filtered a little more. Then you go to the team and get them to work on it. So I did this research last week, and many people said what you said. Many people said what I said. I am not a total weirdo. Lots of people were freaking out in that room. But now I get to ask the real question, 
were they using my nonverbal behavior and verbal behavior? There was lots of that too. Are they using it against me in any way or to manipulate me? Now, I have to ask, one of my behaviors, I mean, it was pretty obvious, is that I get distracted by pretty Mm -hmm. shiny things, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people do. Do, I mean, be honest, is there any desire to exploit that in some way or to be like, oh, she likes to like, she thinks she's coming for one thing, but she ends up buying 10 things. If the distraction is not wanted, Mm. And that's a problem. It didn't seem to be a problem for you. That was something you just have to work out. (laughs) One thing you said that... Okay, Jill didn't say no there. Etsy is a shopping website. But they're also working on behalf of all the people selling their stuff online through their website. So they don't want to turn me off entirely. One thing you said that stuck stuck with me, I jotted it down, was um, at some point you were looking at the search results and you said... You know, I get overwhelmed and I can't breathe Uh and I might just give up and leave at that point. So that's pretty interesting for us. So, I mean, just, you know, from that point of view, distraction is not a good thing for anybody, right? Right. For us or for you, right? Right. So, so it depends. So there was those different feelings of feeling overwhelmed and not being able to breathe and then being turned on and having more inspiration. So we need to solve for both. I mean, that seems like a tall order to make sure that I feel like my best artistic, funky self while not feeling overwhelmed and pressed for time and wanting to shop because it's like smoking crack when you're tired, right? Of course, Etsy is a business. All of these places, their business, they have their financial goals, no matter what they say their ethical beliefs are. And I think we as consumers need to keep sight of what our goals are, too, which is to, for me, not waste too much time. But then, you know, yeah, occasionally find something like Fart of Darkness. Just seeing that title brought me a lot of happiness. I will admit it. I did actually find that on Etsy. Or, you know, there are other times when you decide, no, I am not doing this as a relaxation technique. I am going in and buying an iPhone stand made of reclaimed wood because that is what I have decided I need right now. Before we go, you guys, I want to thank you for all the wonderful suggestions for women-led podcasts. Um, As part of the episode I did with Phoebe Robinson and Two Dope Queens, the new podcast from WNYC Studios, we were overwhelmed with your recommendations and responses. So we got really serious. We compiled them. We classified them into categories. And we turned them into a handy-dandy cheat sheet. Go check it out. NoteToSelfRadio.org. So many wonderful, wonderful women to listen to. And please share the lady listening love on Facebook or Twitter. You can find us at Note to Self. This episode was produced by Jen Poyant and Jackie Snow. Andrew Dunn mixed it with help from Joe Plord. We also got help from Jenna Cagle and Seth Kelly this week. I'm Anoush Samarodi. Note to Self comes from WNYC Studios. And next week, we got a little Radio Lab surprise coming at you. There's a little bit too much motivational language for me on the products. 
tell me what you mean. Oh, a horrible example. person. Like, a, there's a lot of things. Like, there's a personalized necklace that's like dream big. Oh, there's okay. like in the Father's Day, it's like number one dad. Like, um, bit of a turn off. Yeah, 